There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Brooke and Robin Lopez at the movies. Twin brothers in who? And fandom. DC versus Marvel. Offense versus defense. Nerds who are jucks. Post-ops versus hard screens. Jocks who are nerds. Kane versus Abel. The Snyder Cut. Take it away, Brooke. Or Robin. I'm not really sure who is who. Hey, Robin. Hey, Brooke. How are you? I'm doing good. The Bucks have 40 wins. We got to go to to Paris, and win. It was a great time for everybody. Uh, anyway, this is our first episode in quite a while on the free feed of the Roundball Rock podcast. Uh-huh. So, uh, we should probably do some things that Sean and Joey told me to read real quick. Um, first off, uh, follow them on Twitter at roundrockpod. Email them at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Tell them in the subject line what your favorite Power Ranger is. Yeah. Not everyone can pick green, okay? Hey, that's my favorite. No, that's my favorite. I hate you. Sometimes I resent you, too. But what a good time we had at Disneyland Paris. It was really fun. Um, But also, uh, patreon.com slash roundrockpod, where, more importantly, for those of you who haven't been subscribed to the Patreon feed, you can hear me and my brother, Robin, Review every episode of everything ever on Disney Plus, and every that, single thing we're completists, and that's what we're doing today. Um, but before we get to that, you wish 2003, it's so good, we're gonna talk about it. Um, 
I'm really excited. By the way, I remember what Round Rock Pod is by thinking about my favorite Round Rock, the Matterhorn, and the fact that I snuck a sleeping pod in there last summer. Anyway, uh, February 13th at the Virgil in Los Angeles, California, during All-Star, the beginning of All-Star Weekend. Robin, have you ever been to All-Star Weekend? Yeah, I've been a couple of times. Yeah, but have you ever actually been? Well, I went to the Shoving Stars competition one year. No, have you ever, like... I also did the three-point box out. Have they ever... was really good. Have they ever... so many rebounds. Has anyone ever, like, paid for you to go to All-Star Weekend? Like, maybe a bunch of people voted you to go? I mean, I don't know. I have. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, oh, right. Yeah, the fan vote really got you in, Brooke. It Not... did. I'm the greatest Brooklyn Net ever, you idiot. Uh, that's Jason Kidd, you dunce. No. Check, yeah. check, check all the leaderboards. You're going to uh, see BL's I don't know. I play on good teams. I don't know. I like to play on teams that win, not teams that rack up empty statistics. You know, the other thing you like to do is uh, freeload onto other people's winning teams. Hey, you leave Steve Nash out of it. I'm talking about He's me, you idiot. Oh, yeah, you played on some teams that won like 10 games. Well, I played on the Milwaukee Bucks last year. Where were you? Uh, I was under the thumb of a terrible dictator in Chicago, even though I told everybody I wanted to play in New York. That's where I signed. And then they sent me to this dumb city. The second city. Yeah, maybe, maybe not even. On the plus side? I feel side, like it's about the seventh city. On the plus First, side? First, top cities. Los Angeles, New York, Orlando, Paris, Anaheim, Phoenix, and then maybe Chicago. Anaheim, maybe. Anaheim's number one, and you know it. I know. Then Orlando. Wait, Orlando. It's a tie between Orlando and Anaheim. And yeah, I guess that's Paris fair. and Tokyo are also tied. I guess I like Anaheim better because it's closer to Seattle, the home of my beloved Mariners. And then I think the fourth best city is uh, the beautiful world of Pandora. Oh, that's pretty great. That's that's easily the fourth best city. Uh, I also like Arendelle a lot. Mm-hmm. The city from Frozen. Atlantis. Atlantis is pretty good. Because you have if if you if you go to Atlantis, you can meet both Milo and Aquaman. What? Yeah. Wait, they're both from the same city? They're both I guess from that's Atlantis. true now that Disney owns the Marvel Universe. You idiot! Wow. You know DC's not Marvel? Oh, no. What happened that's to you? on my face. Wait, but how could Aquaman be in the same... You're the one who's wrong. You said that... How can a DC character be living in the same place as a Disney Universe spot? They're all from Atlantis. It can't be the same Atlantis. Yes, it can. Yes, it can't. Anyway. Do you know anything about intellectual property rights? Anyway, the reason I brought up All-Star Weekend is, uh, 
Unless I get voted in, which is still a possibility. No, it's not. I'm they already announced. I'm having a very good year. You never know. They already named the starters, Brooke. Yeah, but I might. The coaches might put me in. Coaches love me. I'm so stretchy. Yeah, and you're so good at licking their shoes. I love it. I love licking shoes. Wow, that's weird. Anyway, will it? Time permitting, if unless I might look, if I'm not voted in, we might be making an appearance and seeing the. Sean and Joey are friends from Round Ball Rock. Yeah, those guys are pretty cool. At Podstar Weekend on the, at the Virgil on February 13th. Wow, the day before Valentine's Day. I'll be spending Valentine's Day with my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Brooke, what are you going to do? Oh, you know, probably... Mm, what day is it? A Friday? Yeah. On Fridays, I usually like to get some shots up. And then uh, paint my Warhammer figurines. And then I like to uh, put on a conductor hat and blow one of those wooden train whistles around my giant mansion. Wow. And then I call up a bunch of sexy ladies who like to score. I don't think that last part is true. Unless you're talking about ladies who want to score fantasy basketball points. You know, you... You know I have multiple girlfriends who live in Canada, and I call them all the time. Oh, actually, that's right. You did send me a JPEG of one of those girls. Or Polly. She kind of looked like Nelly Furtado, though, from the VMAs in 2011. If you're out there, Nelly Furtado, I will absolutely leave my fake girlfriend for you, but... What? Oh, no! Wait, what? What did you say? Oh, we're recording this, Brooke. Oh, no. Oh, no. But seriously, if you need someone to help you out with those trains or rebounding your shots, let me know. I will. We don't have a date until the nighttime. All right. Uh, Our first... So for those of you who are new at listening, uh, this has been very circular. I'm so so apologetic, Robin. uh, It's okay. For those of you new to listening... Robin and I have been uh, reviewing every single thing on Disney+, and we are currently up to the year 2003. So what you're going to be hearing today is Robin and I reviewing every single thing on Disney+, from the year 2003 until we're tired. Yeah. And we're guess gonna, I what? think we can finish it this time, right, Brooke? <sighs> I don't know. A lot of things came out in 2003, Robin. Last time we only really did the years, at basically the stretch from after 9-11 to the end of 2002. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we might go faster this time. It's really strange that we thought we would be able to do this all in one podcast. We really did. We I have don't... a spirit of adventure and stick to but Disney Plus is awesome library of made-for-television entertainment plus purchased entertainment from other places has made this an unstoppable mountain it didn't help that we had to talk about every single episode of the simpsons that was strange 
I really got to resent Millhouse by the end of it. Hey, he's the best. I thought he was charming before, but then I just thought, Millhouse, get it together. Look in the mirror. Okay, our first Disney Plus entry from 2003 is You Wish, a Disney Channel original movie uh, starring A.J. Trouth and Spencer Breslin. He's a, a he might be the Al Pacino of Disney Plus. He's Spencer in Breslin. So many of these things. He's great. Yeah, this movie was named after what Brooke always says when the coach tells him to pass the ball. Hey, I pass a lot, like two, three times a game. Yeah, I guess I guess you do sometimes pass. I do nothing but pass and block out and punch. So this is a movie that where a child named Alex wishes uh, that he never had a little brother. And when he wakes up, it turns out uh, his little brother disappeared. And I've got to say, uh, this is one of the most emotional movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I laughed. I cried. I wished I didn't have a brother. Hey, then wait I, a second. Then I learned. I'm your brother. Then I, no, I'm talking about a different brother that I definitely do not have. Oh, our third, our other brother. The one we wished. The one we wished away. Wait, we. Trevor. Did, did our brother go away? Trevor Lopez. One day. Tre one day. We wished that we didn't have a little brother, and then it came true. And now we're huge, rich NBA stars. That's true, but is wait, is our brother Alex still around? Who? I'm sorry, I mean, I went to Stanford. I mean, whom? That's right, our, our older brother Alex, you dunce. Oh, I don't talk to that guy. He's weird. He doesn't play in the NBA. He doesn't like... He doesn't like Goku... Uh, I don't, I don't, I, he's barely, I know we're blood relatives, but right. I don't really respect him. Well, what about our brother, Chris? Who? Are you friends with Chris still? Whom? I thought you guys were roommates in New York and that's why you couldn't live with me. Oh yeah. I think of him more as an employee. He's still around. Oh, okay. Wow. I should probably hit up Alex on the WhatsApp app in case he's in case he's in another country. I gotta save my roaming charges. Um, I liked I wish, but you mean you uh, wish? It's called you wish, you idiot. Oh gosh, I feel so burned. Well, I do feel like I also once received from ma some magical coin. It was from James Dolan <laughs> signing me to a large free agent contract. Anyway, excellent movie. I laughed. I cried. It was, I was, when, when Stevie finally comes back and Alex uh, uses the magic coin to become a great skater instead of not having a brother, I wished that we hadn't wished our brother Trevor away when we were children. Yeah. I kind of don't really remember him, but I trust you, Brooke. It happened. It happened. 
All right, our next television show is an absolute classic. Are you ready to talk about it finally? I know of you've course, been excited. Of course, I've been waiting forever. It's called That's So Raven. Oh, man. I gotta say that I was really surprised when I learned that Simone was not her actual last name. What? Yeah, it's a hyphenated thing. What is her name? Um, I kind of don't really remember. It's just, it's not, it's not Raven. Wait, her name isn't Raven? Well, no, her name is, her last name is Pierman. What? Yeah, it's I like feel pear like I've and been, a man. I feel like I've been lied to my entire life. You know what? And lying to people is pretty raven if you think about it. It's really raven. I've got to say, um, I was surprised that the show That's So Raven was about a girl who has psychic visions of the future. Yeah, did you not know that? I, I did not remember that. Like, I thought it was just, like, a family sitcom about a girl and did not involve psychic visions of future events and then it's, trying to make the visions come through. Come doesn't through. it seem like kind of, a, like, they underplay the title a little bit? Yeah. You think, you think if you were making a show about a child who had psychic visions... You would call it something more akin to you wish than that's so Raven. You know what I mean? Also, that there was such a strong fashion design subplot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I gotta say, I also like that the show's theme song is done by one of my favorite musicians of all time. Who? John Coda. Who? You know, John Coda. I'm not that into music. Uh, he did the music for The Secret World of Alex Mack. Oh, I do like that song. He did the music for Three Ninjas, High Noon at Mega Mountain. Oh. oh you know that Even oh, Stevens theme song that was my ringtone for two and a half freaking years? Mm-hmm. Also, John Coda. And my favorite one, the one I play in the car every time to psych me up for the games, the Robo Sapien rebooted theme. You love that. Anyway, a classic show. Excellent work. Good work, Disney. It's so good. I love yeah, it's it. Yeah, really great. I wish I could Sometimes see the Sometimes I future. have psychic visions of where a rebound's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I use my powers to block people so that my closest teammate can get it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I close my eyes and I just see the ball going through the hoop and then... It's not really a psychic vision because everybody just knows that's going to happen when I shoot. I mean, I hope I hope you're not thinking that that happened when you shot the ball from behind the friggin' three-point line. What? What did you just say to me? I'm just saying your three-point shooting leaves a little bit to be desired this season, Brooke. 29.5 friggin' percent. You're like a wretch five. Hey, that hurts. Yeah, you know what? I, Sometimes I really you have off that. ears. Yeah, it's true. You should just keep shooting. I got We're doing pa- pretty well. I got paid a 
lot. What are you gonna? What was I was supposed to practice this summer? They they opened Star Wars Land. Yeah, you're right. Perhaps we shouldn't have been taking high speed trains back to Anaheim constantly. I can't help myself. I'll take one right now. You show me. You show me the train and the plane or the automobile, and I'm in it. I'm moving fast. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going to Disneyland, Space Mountain, Matterhorn, Splash Mountain. Oh, I gotta be there. I miss it. I'm jonesing for it, Robin. I love it. Hey, did you know that I've been shooting threes this year too? What? Yeah, I'm shooting 27%. Yeah, that's worse than me, you idiot. I know, but it's pretty close. It's career high. More like a wretch for I'm Robin. I'm an idiot. Hey, man, that's your game. My game is being a brute. How many minutes are you playing this year? 14.3, Brooke. How many am I playing? I don't know, a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, so shut up. Shut up and give me the seat where the people who are playing get to sit on the bench. You sit on the floor because it's huddle time, bitch. I have a sore back that sometimes I like the the space to stretch out for. All right. 101 Dalmatians 2, Patches London Adventure. You know, this was kind of similar to us having a European adventure this last week. Mm -hmm. Not as much basketball, though. Yeah, that's pretty true. I gotta say, um, how did you feel about the performance of Barry Bostwick as Thunderbolt? You know, it was pretty good. Actually, this movie made me wish that uh, Patch's television hero, Thunderbolt, the star of the Thunderbolt Adventure Hour, it's a good Bostwick performance, but also I was like, why don't we have that Adventure Hour on Disney Plus? I watched that. I want to see Thunder... I, that's why I brought it up. I want to see Thunderbolt's show. Yeah, what do you think about... Although I have to say, really great work from Jason Alexander as Lil Lightning. Mm-hmm. I knew he was going to be a bad guy, though, because there's just something smarmy about Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, you can't be George all the time, and he's proven that he can only be George once. Dog George, get out of here. Anyway, uh, Rollicking Adventure. I yeah, loved great. It. Everybody I loved knows it so much. Everybody knows how I feel about a Rollicking Adventure. Uh, yeah, you, that is, you have a tattoo on your inner thigh about yep, it. It says, I like it when I... If this adventure's rollicking, keep on nollicking. That's pretty good. You could have gone with frolicking. Shut up. All right, sorry. All right. Uh, 2003. Piglet's Big Movie. Yeah, uh, it's been a long time that Piglet was toiling in the shadows. But finally, finally Piglet gets to step out and have her own, I mean, his own tiny adventure. Why did I misgender Piglet? I, you know what, though? Of, if of all, I understand. Because if any of the, you know what? I take that back. Rabbit would be the gender fluid member of the Hundred Acre Wood. I, uh, yeah, I just tried to give Robin the benefit of the, you know what? I'll say this. 
I think I'm just going to use Piglet they them pronouns to be safe for now. I think that's out a of good sensitivity. Idea. Um, I th- I think the most surprising thing about this movie to me is that Disney spent forty six million dollars on a Piglet movie that only goes seventy five minutes. Yeah, I don't know where all that money went. I think it went directly into John Fiedler's pocket, see, the I, voice of Piglet. See, I thought it went all the way into Christopher Robin's little shorts. Oh, wow. I, I didn't really focus on his shorts that much. I just figured he shorts. was a basketball player from the 80s. No, Christopher Robin. Right, his little shorts, you said, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, I got confused. You know, actually, you know where all the men, the money for this movie went? Where? The the music, which is wonderful. It's by one of my favorite singers, Carly Simon. Yeah. So good. She's great. Beautiful. I wish sometimes I think that she was singing about me, but then I know she wasn't because I wasn't born yet. No. I wish that song was about me. You know who it is about? Don't tell me. Don't spoil it. No spoilers. This is a spoiler-free pod. Here, you cover your ears, and I'll tell the listeners who she's actually singing about. I can't. I can't. No. Don't. Please. No. All right. I'll just. All right. Fine. Fine. I'll take it to the grave. Thank you. I bought it at an eBay auction. All right. 2003. A Disney Channel original movie right on track. This movie is a fact-based drama chronicling the story of two determined sisters who battled the prejudice of a male-dominated sport to become world-class drag racers. It Mm -hmm. also stars a young Brie Larson. Captain Marvel in the house! Yeah, I, I, in fact, when I saw Captain Marvel, I really thought it was the story of a grown-up Courtney Enders. Me too. Who, after do- dominating the world of drag racing, began to dominate the galaxy itself. I, you know what? I know it's not canon, but uh, let's just continue thinking that. Because it's a cool story, bro. Get it? Because yeah. you're my brother. I get it. I get it. Normally you say that when it's a bad story, but this one actually was a cool story. Mm-hmm. Remember when we tried to back. become drag racers, but our bodies were too freakishly large to fit in the seat of a normal car yeah. after age nine? The only car I can fit in is any of the Batmobiles from any of the motion picture productions of the Batman. Oh, Yeah. I tend to just drive a Jeep so that I can just hang my leg out the side. It's a good look. People like it. Yeah, it looks like I'm I'm ghost riding. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, if you see me driving around in a Batmobile, uh, please do not watch me get out of it. Because I swear I fit in it, even though Michael Keaton is only 5'8". Oh, man. All right, uh, your next movie is a classic. She's finally going to the big screen. It was, I'm going to say, little, we waited too long for her to go to the big screen. It's the Lizzie McGuire movie. She finally did it. 
She made the big time. She's off the small screen. She's on the large screen. And you know what? Kind of disappointing. Well, you know, I just didn't like their casual treatment of having uh, a twin with a just who just had different hair than you. Mm-hmm. I didn't like I, the fact yeah. that she got a trip to Rome for graduating middle school. Yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. Everybody knows what you get when you graduate middle school. What's that? A tri- your 15th trip to Disney on ice. I guess that is true. But also, didn't you think it was offensive that there was just someone who had dark, longer hair and they acted like you could? Th- they were just interchangeable? No, I didn't find that offensive Lizzie McGuire, at all. Lizzie McGuire, it's a culture, not a costume. I didn't find that offensive at all. But then again, I'm more of a Lizzie for sure. Oh, you think I'm an Isabella? Yeah. No, you're like a Gordo. Get out of here. Lizzie and Isabella are the ones who are basically twins, bro. Yeah, I know. I've seen every episode at least seven times. But you're like a Gordo, like a weird freak. I don't know. I don't really agree with what you're saying there. All right. Our next... Our next entrant from 2003 to the Disney Plus catalog is a straight-to-video sequel to the Disney classic animated movie, the one everybody remembers and everybody loves, Atlantis. And this is Atlantis, colon, Milo's Return. Wow, I... You know that you and I would stay up all night in 2001 just writing out our own screenplays Mm -hmm. for various sequels to Atlantis, colon, The Last Empire. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's true. And in fact, I just really wish that they had gone ahead with the planned sequel, Shards of Chaos, (laughs) especially since that's what I create in the paint. Uh What did you think about the voice actors? Um, I'm going to say... That uh, in no way possible is a person named James Arnold Taylor a good stand-in for Michael J. Fox? Totally ridiculous. What were they thinking? Also, I can't believe that Jim Varney did not live to complete this film. R.I.P. Ernest. Mm -hmm. Hey, Vern. Somewhere. Um... I did like John Mahoney, you know, Frazier's dad. His work in this I thought was excellent. I kind of think of him as the love interest of Olympia Dukakis in Moonstruck. Mm-hmm. He's great. Did you know he was actually raised in England? Uh, but then apparently he, t- he had a dialect coach who was a retired Chicago detective. What? I mean, that's how he talks. All right, our next entrance is The Jungle Book 2, which I gotta say is fairly confusing because in previous episodes, we've covered other sequels to The Jungle Book. They just weren't called The Jungle Book 2, and it's like, what is the timeline I'm even supposed to be watching these movies in? Right, it's really hard. Do we watch them in machete order? I just wish there was a supercut somewhere. 
out right. there. If there's a megaplex in the greater Milwaukee slash racing area that wants to put all the jungle books together mm-hmm. in chronological order, we'd be there. We'll buy up the whole theater. Sometimes we need three or four rows of movie seats anyway because of our freakishly long legs. Well, we also like to lay down. Yeah, and also sometimes we wrestle. Mm-hmm. It's a liability issue a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, how did you think John Goodman portrayed the role of Baloo? I thought both he and Haley Joel Osment were excellent. Some of their best filmed work. Yeah, I was not as into Phil Collins as Lucky the Vulture, though. I was just gonna say, why was Phil Collins in this? Like, you know, he's not an actor. No, I think they must have owed him something for the Tarzan music. And gave him a multi-picture deal. Could be. Could be. Um, all right. Our well, next- I'm glad. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. You go. You go. Robbie. I just liked I just liked that John Reese davies got a paycheck from this one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I always like to see Gimli get a little scratch. You do like that Gimli. He's my favorite. He's so comically small, but he's also a bruiser. All right. Uh, our next entrance is, of course, a classic, Inspector Gadget 2. Yeah, you know what I liked about this one? Well, there were two things that I really liked about it. One was that it had the spirit of the original cartoon. Mm-hmm. There's something about Matthew Broderick that is distinctly human. I agree. Where French Stewart is just, he's like a human cartoon. Yeah, at first I thought that was Rudy Gobert's real name. He's also kind of seems like he has legs made out of springs, mm-hmm. and he makes mistakes at crucial moments. Mm-hmm. I get it, yeah, yeah. This Inspector Gadget doesn't really weep as much, though. No, this Inspector Gadget also has killed uh, way less Irish people while drunk driving, so I like it. Yeah, he's definitely a superior one. You heard it here first, folks. The Lopez's prefer the the French Steward Inspector Gadget to the Matthew Broderick Inspector Gadget. Could you imagine Matthew Broderick on Third Rock? He'd never be able to hang with Lithgow no. and JGL. Mm-mm, no way. What about? Can you imagine him in Stargate? Never, he couldn't do it at all. Actually, I think he got, probably could play. The he might have been Stargate. able to. Yeah. I guess. Just seems like he and James Spader. That's like they probably have some bad blood over something that happened in the eighties. Yeah, about being like a sort of brat pack adjacent. Right, like they got into a fight at Andrew McCarthy's house, but only on the lawn. <laughs> or like a. Yeah, uh, we'll move on. (laughs) It's also weird that a big part of this movie is about a man falling in love with a robot. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the addition of a uh, female Inspector Gadget? You know, I'm kind of okay. Well, I was confused. Mm -hmm. I really thought that the Gadget first was a boys club. But after a while, it seemed like it was okay. I liked it. I'm I'm for representation matters, 
And for that reason, I would like to see more seven-foot sweet-shooting Stanford grads represented on the big screen. Yeah, that's true. But I guess, I don't know, I was focusing more on the robot than the gender, I guess. Alright, our next one is an absolute classic. What else are we gonna say? 2003, Finding Nemo. Oh, yes! Even hearing it just makes me so happy. Just say the name, say the name. Finding Nemo. Oh, man, I love it so much. Who is your favorite character? Mm, Dory. You know what? I like that turtle that's also a surfer, dude. Yeah, you would. I mean, I'm kind of a free spirit like that. Mm -hmm. And my back has a lot of weird bumps on it from just getting scratched going after rebounds. Mm -hmm. I also like Bloat. The porcupine mm-hmm. fish in the aquarium. Yeah, he's pretty good. I gotta say, this Nemo movie's commitment to fishes having to stay in the water is much more committed than finding dories. But mm-hmm. we'll get to that later. It's true, it's on Disney+. Plus. Anyway, it's a perfect movie. What are we gonna say? Let's move on to another perfect movie. 2003, the Even Stevens movie. You know what? This might be a little controversial, but I'm just going to go out and say it. Look, you can have your Saturday night fever, you're out of this world, or you're Angie. Donna Peskow's best work is in the Even Stevens movie. There, I said it. I like it. I agree. And you know what else I'm going to say? I'm going to say that Shia LaBeouf just pops off that screen. He's an absolute star, whether he's standing next to his kid, his older sister, Ren, or a giant CGI robot, or a crippling addiction caused by the making of this television show and movie. He's uh-huh. just a star. He's incredible. I gotta say, by the time they make the movie, these Stevens are in no way even, because Shia is a giant on that screen. He really is. Here's a question. Robin, do you think Shia LaBeouf would want to be friends with me? You know, that's interesting, because although we run in different circles, he does probably have some kind of natural unwilling affinity to an abusive larger man mm-hmm. so i say yes 100 percent. great also he would be as long as he didn't get ptsd to see all of the life-size transformer plop, props that are in our apartments That's true. uh i will say um i do think it's a little creepy that you have so many of megan fox's outfits on mannequins in your living room. It's just because I think they're going to really go up in value. It's true. You once do Michael like Bay f- finally gets an Oscar. You do like to flip. Uh, I, I keep do. things for sentimental value. I'm more of a, I'm a buyer and I'm a seller. I'm a shaker. I'm a mover. What can I say? All right. Also, I have a lot of time on the bench to check eBay. Another actual... <laughs> 
another absolute classic. Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. What I love about this movie, first and foremost, is the title. Mm -hmm. If you're telling me what a movie's about, don't spare on the punctuation or the words. Ten words in the title and a colon. Mm -hmm. Yes, please. I mean, it just tells you right in the title, using all of its words, the plot, but also that it's going to be a rollicking adventure. And also, I just like seeing it and knowing that you're already going to be in for four or five sequels Mm -hmm. and that there's no real way that this movie will be in any way conclusive. That's what I love. Serialize it, baby. No one's ever dead for real. I want, if I had my way, all movies would be cinematic universes and there'd be no beginnings or endings to any story ever told. It's also the very first movie where someone's received an Academy Award by playing a character originated by an animatronic. A banner day for Oscar. I mean, I know he says the performance was inspired by Keith Richards, but let's be honest. It was the animatronic from that ride. 100%. I heard he was once a method actor, and he actually used to just stand in the ride pretending to be a robot, and he'd get really drunk. Remember when we tried to stand in the ride pretending to be robots? Yeah. It lasted about five freaking seconds. Yeah. Luckily, because we're members of uh, Club 33, they're legally not allowed to remove us from the premises. Nope. Once they let me run around as that uh, in those ladies' clothing until the ride got me tooed. All right. Uh, excellent movie. We loved it, of course. Duh. It was great. What's not to love about the first Pirates of the Caribbean? And it's really long. Sometimes movies don't give you enough, but this one just turns it on and says, you're going to be on this rollicking adventure for nearly three hours. And the third movie will be longer than The Godfather. All right. Our next movie. I've got to say of all our Disney Plus entrants has one of the most intriguing titles. 2003. Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off. Uh-huh. I was sort of confused by lots of elements of this movie, Brooke. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. For one, the cover. <laughs> He's standing up there at the batter's box, but he doesn't have a bat. He has a spatula. A barbecue spatula, too. Like, not like a kitchen spatula. Also, the Million Dollar Cook-Off... The prize is a scholarship to a culinary institute. Mm -hmm. It seems like they probably needed to pick between the million dollars or the cooking school. Mm -hmm. How did you feel about the acting of super chef Bobby Flay? Hmm. I gotta say, it was a little better than I expected. Yeah, you sold it a little bit more. When I see him on television... It just always feels like what's happening behind Bobby Flay's eyes is him thinking about the different ways he's going to cheat on multiple wives. And there was barely any of that in this. 
No, I mean, I think when he heard there were bases, he thought it might be about Bobby Flake getting to third mm-hmm. base or something. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the performance of the future iZombie herself, Rose McIver, I love in I the Zombie. crucial role of Hannah. I love iZombie. It's so good. Anyway, um, I think that this is the best movie on Disney Plus that involves a cook-off and baseball. And uh, the weirdly dated concept of home economics as a class. Yeah, in 2003. I was in home ec. I liked it. Go to hell, Eddie's parents. Yeah, it really seems like this guy, Eddie, could use some career counseling. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, there's also a really wild sentence in the story, the plot synopsis I'm reading right now. Can I read it to you? Please do. Only Eddie, secretly again, and nerdy shrew Bridget Simons enter a national cooking competition for school kids. It's weird that they use the word shrew. I have to say. But I guess maybe they were inspired by Shakespeare. Also, she's not really that bad. She shares the trophy with him at the end. Is this maybe based on the taming of the shrew? I think the gender roles in this are fairly regressive. Mm-hmm. Just it like your like shooting it. stats. Hey. You're going to get back to the top of that mountain. No, I think it's an aberration. I think your stroke still looks really good, Brooke. Oh, thank you. Sorry I gave you the business about your percentages, but honestly, you're really stretching the floor. Thank you. I'm feeling a little raw about it at the moment, but I think I'll do better. I yeah, just get me to that break. break. We just yeah, exactly. Need, we just need that Podstar weekend break, and then it's off to the races. It's going to be tremendous. I'm gonna, and I'm we're going to go to Universal Studios afterwards. Oh, don't tell, don't tell Disney. I mean, we're just going to go to a late night library where we can go behind the scenes mm-hmm. at the book rides mm-hmm. and meet the shark book. Mm-hmm. And uh, not at all think about the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Oh my gosh. It's like it's like four freaking miles from the Virgil. All right. Uh 2003, another absolute classic. The Good Freaky Friday. Yes. Lohan, Lee Curtis, what more do you want? Uh Mark Harmon and guess what? He's in it. Oh yeah. Wow, it's really tremendous. Uh, and the look, I watched this and it was hard not to imagine him practicing naval law every time he was off the screen, just solving naval crimes, working through the naval legal system, occasionally having to solve a naval murder. I will say I do wish there was more naval crime on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's a real oversight. Why not? I gotta say, I got a new vehicle for Zach and Cody. It's called being in the Coast Guard. Well, I guess it should be the Navy. There's no Coast Guard. It should just be. It, sh- it should just be called NCIS Sweet Life. Yeah, there we go. There we go. 
All right. Uh, but I let's, love it. Let's talk about Freaky Friday real quick. Just really okay. fast. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel about Jamie Lee Curtis's performance when she was playing a wild teen? Uh, it was pretty wild. I was... Pretty I was, wild. I liked it. I was surprisingly attracted, and I felt guilty because I was really seemingly attracted to a teenage girl, but it was really just a free-spirited older lady, mm-hmm. an intriguing one at that. Full of probiotics. I gotta say, this was far better than the 1995 made-for-TV film with Shelley Long and Gabby Hoffman. Much better. That is for sure. A lot more star power this way. Lohan, just popping off the screen. Love her. I loved her then, I love her now. Keep it coming, Lindsay Lohan. Alright, uh, 2003, The Cheetah Girls. Yeah, I mean, this actually was not dissimilar to my experience living in New York City. You you joined a, a girl group with uh, Raven Simone? Well, I didn't exactly do that, but I did involuntarily have to join a boys jazz choir. Oh, how'd that work I, out? Well, it was a condition of the contract I signed with James Dolan. So it was actually kind of difficult. I had to go to a lot of uh, practices of JD and the straight shot. And I sang a lot of backup vocals on some songs with troubling themes. Um, Robin, here's a question. Have you ever had to make the choice Dorinda makes in this movie where you have to choose between your friends or a dance club? Only one time, and I hope I never have to make that choice again. Here's hoping you never have to run into Jackal Johnson. Oh, that... I I felt so embarrassed on all their behalves. Masks and lip-syncing? That's not Cheetah Girls. The Cheetah Girls play from the heart. They do. All right, uh, 2003, a direct-to-video sequel... Uh, to Lilo and Stitch, it's Stitch, the movie. You know, I gotta say, uh, I was really hoping that there would be a Stitch movie after I saw the first Lilo. I was like, we gotta let him shine. You love Stitch because you're a wild man. He's a wild man. I'm a wild man. Sometimes people don't know where I came from. Also, you kind of look enough like a dog where if you wanted, you could pretend to be one. Hey, well. No, you've yeah, done it. That's just a I fact. Have. Yeah, I do kind of look like even my own dog. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that says more about, Brooke. You know what they say about dogs and owners. What uh, I like was that Stitch. walking who? <laughs> I love it. Well, I also kind of think that... Uh, one of the other experiments that has basically a twin for Stitch, but it's much lazier. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really work as hard or crash the boards as much or play as dedicated hey, defense. I see what you're doing and I don't like it. Oh, I just meant that was a lot like Mason Plumley oh. compared to Miles. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll agree with that. All right, our next is another in the classic string of learning documentaries on Disney+. Plus. This is 
deep blue. Yeah, uh, there there's a lot of undersea footage. I've got to say, it's very strange to me that this is a, a it's of course. A David Attenborough production, of course. He does all the nature documentaries. He loves it. He loves the Earth. This one is narrated by Dumbledore, Michael Gambone, but also has narration from Pierce Brosnan, but also David Attenborough is in it. Like, what are we filming here, Downton Abbey? Pick one. It's really confusing because also I was expecting someone to be a fish who gets sorted into a different school of fish or maybe one of those tiger sharks to explode. But like, what Stop is this? messing with our expectations. What is this? The King's Speech? Is this Gosford oh. Park? Oh. Yeah. Is this Bridget Jones's Ocean? <laughs> Just pick an English guy for this, you That's know? That's true. It doesn't even matter who it is. It should be David Attenborough. He does I mean, all the should. rest of them. What's he doing anyway? I don't know. Makes me crazy. I gotta say, Alistair Fothergill, you made a mistake. All right. Our next is, of course, three years, two seasons. Lilo and Stitch, the series. We watched them all. We did 65 of them. All 65 episodes. Uh, I gotta say, uh, in 65 episodes of the Lilo and Stitch, the series, I never once got sick of that Stitch. He's a crack up. It's incredible. He just I love him. He does what a it all. wild man. Just running around, having the time of his life in Hawaii. Adding failed experiments to his Oana, which is much like the Lopez family felt when when they brought Brooke home from the hospital. (laughs) I do have to say, David Ogden Steers, R.I.P., I will always think of you as Dr. Jumba Jukiba. Same. Moment of silence for David Ogden Steers and Dr. Jumba Jukiba. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, 2003, one of the last traditionally animated Disney movies ever made, feature films. Right. Uh, Brother Bear. Yeah, I really, I have to say it, Brooke, I was a little disappointed by this one. Yeah, it's not even about having a brother who's a bear at all, and I expected to really, really sympathize and right. empathize with the main character whose brother is a bear as a man whose brother is a bear. I gotta say, I felt insulted when you started that sentence, but by the time you ended it, I just saw a lot of myself in a bear. You are a bear. My hair is uncouth. Mm-hmm. I have a growly voice. You your head I have very powerful paws. You once stuck your entire face in a jar of honey and it got stuck? Yeah, and actually we're still in the time of year when I'm sleeping about 17, 18 hours a day. Mm-hmm. I'm resting for the postseason, okay? Also, one time, you killed Timothy Treadwell. Yeah, that's why they won't release that. the footage, because I bought off Werner Herzog. All right. That's why he got to be in The Mandalorian. 
It's true. We have that kind of power. I will say, in this movie, it was good to see Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas together again. Uh, although they were not doing uh, their any of their classic SCTV characters. Right, right. I kind of feel like they could have snuck them in, though. Yeah. I mean, I, they were kind of doing Canadian accents, you know? It was like nodding. Right, right. It, you knew under the surface, it's kind of a strange brew of voice actors, after all. Mm-hmm. You know what else is strange? Having Joaquin Phoenix as the lead voice in a Disney animated movie about a hunt, an, an American Indian hunter who kills a bear and then is magically changed into a bear himself as punishment. Yeah, I can kind of see where the filmmakers were coming from, I guess. But it did give that bear more of an air of menace that I was truly comfortable with. I kept waiting for him to do the dance, the death bells. Oh, the greatest scene in movie friggin' history. Mm -hmm. You know he broke his knee kicking that trash. Wow, that... Really? That's acting, baby. That's how committed he is. He's so committed. Wow. Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Not in this series, but eventually, you know, when it wins Best Picture because it's the best movie of all time. And then Disney will buy the rights. (laughs) All right. Hey, Robin. Our next movie is a basketball movie. 2003. Full Court. Miracle, a Disney Channel original. Uh, In it, an African-American college basketball star becomes the head coach of a yeshiva struggling basketball team in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, after a knee injury forces him to leave the game. It's based on the true story of Lamont Carr. Wait, I thought it was based on the story of Hanukkah. Well, I mean, there is some Hanukkah to it, too, because obviously I mean, it, it's about Jewish basketball. Well, and the fuel, the fuel, like, they think it's not going to last very long, and then it magically lasts longer, just like in the story of the real-life Judah Maccabee. But I mean, this is a story of a basketball team, Robin. No, but the fuel for the generator that's happening oh, in the right, title right. game. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Sorry, I forgot about that part. Yeah, it does have some Hanukkah in it, sure. Um, yeah, it you know they kind of go a little far in stretching those things to the point where I couldn't tell if it was sacrilegious or not. I don't think it was. Uh, how did you feel about the gameplay of Big Ben Schwartz, who was of course played by Sean Marquette? But you, you know, know he was Big Ben, so yeah, he was pretty good. I like him in the Goldbergs later. Yeah, but. I mean, more importantly, how, what did you think of him as a big man? As the consummate big man on this podcast, how did you feel about the gritty, dirty work of Big Ben Schwartz? You know, I appreciated it, but I would have locked him down. Yeah, I think I would have rather seen him uh, hit the deck a little bit more and get more of the rebounds for my missed shots and then pass it to me so I could dunk. Yeah, that's a I was good- on this team, right? Well, 
And also, it was pretty exciting that they had Richard D. Jones, a man who was probably 32 years old, mm-hmm. playing uh, a college basketball star. Oh, I guess he was a reformed college basketball Former. star, but still, you know, he seemed a little past his prime. You know who's in this movie? One of your heroes, you remember? You mean Alex D. Lynn's star of Home Alone 3? No. Junkyard Dog, Jerome oh, Williams. Right. That's great. That's why I kept bringing home dogs from the junkyard mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. I got bit a lot. You did. You had to get so many tetanus shots. But then I would still just go at the vet slash pediatricians, whoever was closer. Anyway, I'm going to say it. This movie sucks. The basketball yeah, it's was It's not bad. very good. It's just... I like that they were trying to make a statement, but it just wasn't a religious parable that related very well to basketball. Um, talk about another movie that sucks. Uh, 2003. The Rob Minkoff directed Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I was Starring so ex- Eddie Murphy and professional poker player Jennifer Tilly. Uh, I gotta say... I preferred virtually every previous theme park ride movie. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as Country Bears. No, it's not it's, as good as Mission to Mars. No pirates. It's no pirates. I even prefer Tower of Terror, the 1997 made-for-television film. Mm-hmm. I just but that has Steve Gutenberg. I love him. I don't understand why you would try and turn the Haunted Mansion, one of the scariest places on Earth, into a family comedy starring Eddie Murphy in the period of time where he's really not trying hard. No, he was pretty checked out at this point. This is Daddy Daycare, Eddie Murphy. This is... Meet Dave, Eddie Murphy. We're not even talking Norbit, Eddie Murphy. This is this is a real checked out Eddie Murphy. It's also weird that a big plot point is someone going getting dragged to hell to face eternal damnation for their sins. Mm-hmm. In a children's movie. It's just uneven and it's not as fun as the ride. And if you have the choice, go on the ride. You know what, though? What? I would like to go on the ride with Eddie Murphy. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Or Norbit, actually. How do you think he'd react to the traveling ghosts? I think he'd have a great grand old time. He'd have some stuff. He'd have some, he'd some have barbs some to throw to their way. All right. Um, Our next movie, 2003. Recess all growed up. Which number recess movie is this at this point? Oh, actually, it's all grown down. Oh, all grown down. Sorry. Oh, I don't. I have egg on my face. But seriously, which number recess movie is this at this point? <laughs> it's really hard to tell. It's a direct-to-video animated film. Based on a television show that has two different versions, I think. So I believe this is all the episodes of Recess that are flashbacks about kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
which I guess is a good way to tie up some loose timeline ends in the recess verse. But I don't want to see, like, if you're going to do a clip show, do a clip show. Don't sell me it to me as a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did say I do like the work of Dabney Coleman as Principal Prickly. Always. Who doesn't love him? All right. And our next is, of course, Recess Taking Fifth Grade. Sorry, Taking the Fifth Grade, like Court. Yeah. Uh, This one's actually the sequel to Recess Colon Schools Out, Uh and it's the series finale. I know. I was so sad to see it go. Yeah, I was excited to get to the end, but then when it came, I thought, they have so much more school to go. Why can't we just do sixth grade now? Did you know Pamela Adlon played the voice of Spinelli? I did. That's where she met Louis C.K. What? That's how they met. Pretty sure. I don't think so. Yeah, he auditioned for the role of uh, Randall. But he was cursing too much. I think you're. Oh, I'm sorry. This up. No, I mean Mr. White. No, Gary Cole and Louis C.K. went out for a lot of the same roles in the early 2000s. All right, I believe you. I don't know why. Yeah, they thought he was unacceptable, even in animated form. He was. I'm so glad Disney does not have. The tarnish of Louis C.K. on him, unlike the Secret Life of Pets Funimation universe. That's true. I did think it was pretty great that TJ breaks the fourth wall at the end and waves directly to the audience, and they had symmetry. Just like the end of the X-Files movie. Ooh, I believe The Godfather ends that way, too. Where Where Michael Corleone looks at the film, and he says... Okay, don't ever ask me about my business. And then he denies being a murderer. Then he turns to the camera and winks and the doors close. It's true. What a beautiful film. All right, another beautiful film and our final movie for this episode. Wow, time really flies when you're recapping every piece of content on Disney+. Plus. The last movie in 2003, made in 2003... For on Disney Plus is The Young Black Stallion, which was released exclusively in IMAX theaters. Yeah. And I think watching it now over the internet on a phone or a tablet is exactly the way you should be watching a movie that was just released in IMAX. I watched it in iPad. (laughs) Also, it was weird that uh, a big part of it was somebody having to get back to their true passion of horse breeding. Mm -hmm. I also think it's weird in 2003 to make a, to make a, uh, 59 minute or uh, fifth excuse me a 49 minute uh prequel to the 1979 movie the black stallion to release just in IMAX it just seems very weird that i don't know you know me you know how much i love backstory and origin stories and prequels mm-hmm. 
I will say I wasn't clamoring to learn about the young black, the black stallions youth. They also released it on Christmas day. What a weird Christmas. Also, we went to the theater with our parents to see it that time. Of course we did. I'll see anything in IMAX, especially anything by the Walt Disney Corporation. Right. But we left disappointed and confused. And also, we only ate about half our normal amount of snacks. Usually, you and I can put down about a combined 8,500 calories worth of movie snacks during a regular film. Mm -hmm. And probably getting into the 20K mark if it's a Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, all right. Did you love it? I still loved it. I loved it. It's so good. I'll watch a horse do anything. I'll be honest. It's true. Once I just watched the Mavericks mascot just just kind of jumping around and doing tricks and stuff, mm-hmm. and I actually didn't hear the coach calling me to the scorer's table. <laughs> um. All right, Robin. I think that's our show. Is there anything you would like to plug? Um, I would just say maybe see me. I'm going to do it. Well, go to Podstar Weekend for sure. Mm-hmm. We might have to be in Chicago entertaining people. You know, it's still possible that both of us will enter the dunk contest as a duo. Mm-hmm. Always. Also, I want to play in the celebrity all-star game mm-hmm. because I really want to box out Nick Cannon. I believe it. Uh, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. Yeah, that's right. Where on January 21st, sorry, January 22nd, I tweeted, Another day, another shit show. Goddamn cat. Wow. He's a lot more profane than his work in the films would mm-hmm. lead you to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kind of sounds like his nemesis in Big Fat Liar. That's like a Giamatti tweet. He, t- he tweeted about Big Fat Liar today. You want to hear it? Oh, my God. Yes, please. All right. 15 hours ago, he tweeted, Big Fat Liar is on Netflix now. Amanda and I just want to say, you're welcome. And th- it's true. Thank you, Frankie. It's one wow, of the best I, movies. We're going to watch it right after the show. Right, Brooke? I don't know. I only watch Disney Plus. I canceled my Netflix account. I canceled oh, my wow. Amazon Prime. I canceled my Hulu. I canceled my uh, DC Universe. I canceled my uh, Epics. I canceled uh-huh. my uh, Bravo Now. I Do can- you still watch things on the Roku channel for free? No. Just once Disney got in the game. You know me. I'm brand loyal. Well, you know, I actually don't have Netflix either, but I do have Big Fat Liar on Blu-ray. Thank God. Let's watch it now. Yeah. Did you write a song? I did. Sean and Joey told me I needed to write a song about Kevin friggin' Love. Why? Uh, Because I guess that's what they're doing now, but I decided to make a Disney song about him. It's called, Can You Deal Kevin Love Tonight? It's like that song from The Lion King. I get the joke. It's a good joke. Okay, thanks. Before we go, Robin, I just want to say I love you. You're you're the best brother a brother could have. I love you, too. It's so fun being on your team freaking finally. I know. I love it. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. The Cavs have all surrendered. They're not playing 
in Maine To the heat of Cleveland That wind might be traded away There's a power forward And he's feeling bummed Hitchhiking on the NBA highway Holding out his thumb Can you deal Having love tonight, he gives some team a boost. Get enough so this home load emperor will cut that stallion loose. And can you deal? Kevin Love tonight. Just let him play with Trey. You could get freaking Chandler Camp and Travion by sending this dude away. Cleveland Cavaliers are like a friggin' elephant graveyard. There's a week till deadline. No one can beat the Bucks. Caleb's got a player option. He thinks that Chetty sucks. He's right. There's no time for anger or to be afraid. It's time to take a mascot hostage and demand a trade. Can you deal Kevin Love tonight? He's gonna lose his freaking mind. It's enough for this chocolate milk enthusiast to start acting unkind hey let's bring it home can you deal come and love tonight just not to milwaukee we already have some big men who shoot threes and aren't dorks kevin said makes my cat get belligerent keep him away from me and Brooks cat is a lot more corpulent hey my cat is lean like me that's right and my dog is friggin fluffy like me too Animated Lion King is way better than a live-action Lion King. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.